at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Hey, and it's the Thursday night edition, guys. Uh, I'd like to welcome you back to Thursday night. It's kind of off-season, but not really off-season. I got Kyle Magna here helping me sort all this out tonight. Kyle, welcome back. Thanks, Rowdy. Uh, good to be back on the show, another Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show. Uh, two driver guests tonight, uh, one at 7.05 Eastern, 6.05 Central, and 7.20 Eastern, 620 Central. So, uh, yeah, we're keeping busy here with the Rowdy Maglite gang, and uh, just glad, uh, you know, we can we can arrange that. You know, we had a really good show Monday morning, and ready for another good one tonight. Uh, Kyle, still a little racing going on. Uh, kind of getting ready for the Snowball Derby coming up. We're going to have some – we're going to start that off Monday morning with guests that will – kind of be involved in the snowball derby we'll look we'll keep you updated on that but kyle uh i'm kind of hoping for for warmer weather when i get to pensacola because it is cold right now for racing all around uh, it's cold up here uh snowed yesterday um i know baps had a race scheduled for saturday they already canceled it because of the weather so cold uh Glad they got that show in, Rowdy, on a Saturday, uh, the final showdown. Uh, Brent Marks taking home the win. Um, I know, uh, you know, I know you and I were talking. I know the weather was kind of iffy on Friday and Saturday. Uh, they did get it in right before it got really cold up here in Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, the snowball derby right around the corner. I know that's that's coming up. Uh, you know, that's you know, we got the Turkey Derby at Wall Stadium Speedway. Um, I know that's the end of uh, November. And uh, yeah, we still got some racing. We still we got some indoor racing at the, the beginning of January. We got the EMPA convention coming up mid-January. Um, so there's a lot of things on the horizon, Rowdy. Um, you know, and I, I hopefully uh, we can get some guests for Monday, and you know, hopefully get some some drivers who are going to be at the Snowball Derby. Uh, you know, it's a really star-studded entry list. I I have not looked today, but it was 56 in the super late models, which is going to make for one. Heck of a last chance race, guys. I'm telling you. Uh, better get your tickets because still a few names could be popping up here, guys. And last year was a sellout. They got transportation to get you back and forth to the track. So a uh, place to park. They got a places for you to park, but you have to ride a shuttle bus unless you get there early to park. But, Kyle, it's always a great event. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of my friends back that you only see during the Derby, you know. Yeah, I know we had Aaron on Monday, and I know he said he's planning to be there. Uh, I don't know about Calvin Head, and I know he's probably going to be another one. Eddie Ritchie, a few of our few of our guests that we've had on before. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see who's going down. Um, the Snowball Derby, the 50, 55th running of it. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what happens and um, seeing who takes home the, uh, the the trophy at the end of the night. You know, on um, the Room of Doom, all that fun stuff. So uh, a lot going on, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather will cooperate. Uh, just hoping, uh, hopefully the weather's good down there. Hopefully you're not rained out or you're not waiting until 4:30 in the morning like you did the one year. Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was one night, boy. I tell you, it wasn't. It's a night you didn't move off. You just stayed. I just stayed froze right there till sun up. The <laughs> cow. Uh, with that being said, I already got information emailed today for for the rower uh, before the twenty four. It's coming up in January, and then the week after that's the 24 hours. So we'll be at the 24 hours. I will be there, and we're going to have tickets. If you've never been, you can win tickets right here on the show if you're going. It's a different class of folks, Kyle. It's a different It's a different feeling. Uh, the infield's completely, completely full, and very few people sit in the stands. Kyle's gone in to bring in our first guest for tonight. But, uh, yeah, uh, check out Daytona, uh, the 24 hours, Enza, for information on uh, the 24 hours. All right, Rowdy. I'd like to welcome our first guest tonight to the Rowdy Maglite Show. We have Chris Transu from uh, Pennsylvania. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, got your name right. Uh, made sure we made it. Made sure it was right this time. Uh, but uh, yeah, how's your how how was the uh, Dirt Nationals? I know you and I were kind of chatting a little bit. Uh, how'd that go for you? Um, went pretty well, actually. Um, it turned out to be the biggest uh, biggest national event in Inex history. Um, I think there was over 115 cars pre-registered amongst the uh, four divisions. Um, we just had to battle Mother Nature a little bit. Um, ended up being practice Friday with racing on Saturday and championship day on Sunday, which made for a lot of long drives home for, for us back here in PA. We raced all day Sunday and then drove home. So. How did your weekend go? And and also, did you make it to the world finals by any chance? Um, yeah, we actually did make it to the world finals, um, the week before, um, that's been a trip that we've been going for, I think 10 years now, this makes 10 years going down there. It's just a time to relax and kind of watch the big dogs do their thing for, well, now four days, I guess, and couldn't have had better weather for that. And just to turn around and go back down and, and race myself the following weekend. But as far as my weekend in Fayetteville at the nationals, um, Went pretty well. Uh, two top fives, uh, one on Saturday in the qualifying feature, and then Sunday in the championship feature, I started seventh and finished fourth. So not a bad weekend at all. So I just wanted to talk about the World Finals quick. Um, you're being down there in North Carolina. Um, you, you see the PA Posse show up. You've seen Anthony Macri, Lance Deweese. I mean, Lance Deweese went, went 29th to 8th one night. Um, 
I mean, what did you see out of them um, when you did, we were at the World Finals? And, I mean, what, what was your takeaways from seeing the posse go up against the outlaws there at the dirt track? Um, they always usually do well, um, honestly. I'm, I'm a huge Brent Marks fan, honestly. Um, seeing him coming through the, the micro ranks and stuff and go-karts um, in his younger days. But, I mean, you know, to see Lance show up, to, to my knowledge, that's his first time ever down there, and to run as well as he did against, you know, competition like that. I mean, obviously he runs well here at home, but, you know, kind of the old saying, you know, they don't get off the porch or whatever it is. But, you know, it's, it's awesome to see them guys go down there and, and, and do well, and I'm I'm always a PA fan, so. So how did the rest of your season go up to the Dirt Nationals? Um, we had John after the Lewisburg win. Um, how, how did the last month and a half go for you? Um, went pretty good. Um, we had a double weekend there. Our, our last our last race weekend was at BAPS. We had uh, a Friday and a Saturday. I ended up winning on Friday night with the legend. Um, I think we had almost 40 cars signed in Friday night, um, so I was able to top the field that night. And then Saturday... Um, Saturday, I played it kind of smart, just being me, um, letting the two guys race out for the, the Central PA Legend Championship. And with two to go, I was running, I think, uh, fourth or fifth. And I, I realized that, you know, the one guy wasn't going to be able to win it. You know, Travis McClellan, I realized there wasn't a way he was going to win. So I just, well, I might as well go for a win. And I ended up third. So if I would have went probably two laps sooner, it could have been a different outcome. But should have, could have, would have. So. Hey, Chris, you got Rowdy here. Uh, Chris, any kind of seat time is good time in a race car, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been racing for 10 years now in the legend, and every every single time I hit the racetrack, whether it's practice, qualifying, features, I, I'm always learning something. Like, honestly, every every single lap you learn something. So, Chris, have, have you, in, in your division, have y'all had an issue with getting tires for your car um yeah we have actually so back in i guess it was probably i want to say it was early june maybe late may uh, we had one shipment up here to our parts parts supplier um poncho's racing products here at hanover and we were limited to i believe it was only two tires per car um which you know if i had two cars then i could have gotten four tires however um the good thing with us is, you know, our our cars aren't as heavy as say a late model or a street stock or something. So therefore, we don't we don't go through tires, I guess, as quick as those guys do. So I mean, I was able to run the rest of the season with what I had, you know, and those two I was able to buy, um, and to be able to get new tires to run nationals, you had to be pre-registered and you were eligible to buy up to five tires. Um, they had enough cars. They had enough tires for, I think it was about 110 cars to be pre-registered to get five tires each. Um, they pre- they they maxed that out, so then they opened it back up to let us run used tires because they just wanted it to be a level playing field as far as the tire game goes. That way they knew everybody was on you know the same stuff, no old tires, no possibly doped tires, siped tires, groove tires, none of that stuff. But they did have to open it back up so that we could get more cars. So we get over one disaster, and then you never dreamed that tires would be an issue. 
and, and here we were. I mean, in, in every theory, it seemed like there was a tire issue. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I did speak with a, a Hoosier representative down there in, in Charlotte at the World Finals, and, you know, with talking to them, you know, they have to – it cost them so much money to to shut down a line to to re – I guess you can. I don't. I don't know to to change the line over to make the smaller tires for for us. And they said it just it cost. That's basically what he told me. It cost too much money for them to shut down the lines and take the time to switch over to to run some small tire production. Whereas you know you got you know hundreds of late models and sprint cars all over the country that that need tires. So they you know they kind of cater to them first. I mean. That's just the nature of the business, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what's your plans for next year, Chris? What you got on? Um, well, I'm going to take a, a week or two off here and just kind of recoup myself here, get ready for the holiday season, and just going to rebuild the legend. Um, I might get a new chassis and body over the winter. Not sure yet. Um, just going to see how things play out as I tear it apart um, during the off season here. Um, last two years, I started my season – it was a four-day race week down in Fayetteville. You know, at Fayetteville Motor Speedway, they have a speed week deal. They do um, that includes the Legends for four days in February. So, um, hopefully, going to get it ready to, to to be down there for that. Chris, uh, have you raced at Grandview Speedway by any chance? And, and if you saw it, what was your reaction to the news of them coming back next year? Um, so they, they did have, they used to have a couple legend races at Grandview. Um, I honestly loved it. Um, it, it was a great track for, for the legend cars and, uh, we haven't been there for a few years, but you know, it, it's awesome to, to hear them coming back and, and opening back up. Um, I honestly haven't been able to get over there to, to even spectate and support them. Um, but it's just with, with my race schedule myself, but you know, anytime, Anytime you lose a racetrack, especially your little local tracks, it's always a, you know, it makes for, you know, sad times. And, um, you know, I could speak of another track, you know, Trailway Speedway recently closed up two years ago. Um, I had to do some work over there the other week, and it was just, it was just a sad sight to be over there and just see the racetrack gone. So I'm glad they're able to open back up, and hopefully I can get over there to watch a race or two next year. Chris, what's your favorite racetrack? I may have asked this last time, but what's what's your been your favorite racetrack to to be on with the Legend car? Um, it's a it's kind of a toss up right now. Um, to be honest with you, we only had the one race there at Bloomsburg, but I loved it. Um, Bloomsburg was awesome, but I guess on a regular track that we run at, um, I'd have to say probably it's a toss up between Linda's Speedway in Jonestown and Path Valley in Spring Run. So I like the little tight, smaller tracks. That's just my style. So, Chris, where can they follow you with your your social media? Where can they keep up with all your racing stuff? Um, I have a Facebook page for my racing. Um, if you look me up, it's uh, capital C, capital T, capital R, um, racing, um, trucker number eighteen. So that's my Facebook page. If you just look up CT Racing, you you should be able to find it. Um, just give me a like and a follow and to date weekly with my race results and my plans and that kind of stuff. And you always find me there. 
You want to thank your sponsors and the people that make it happen for you? Sure. Um, I can never thank them enough. I got so many people. Uh, I'm sure I'll miss some. I'll try not to, but I got um, ATOTL Fire Sprinkler Designs, Warner Productions, Amber of Allure Lux Medical Spa, Charlton Vineyards by my wife, Misty, Cool Weld, Breaks and More, Dutters Towing and Transport, Sue of IVRI, Doe and Arrows, The North Family, The Sense Family, uh, my mom and dad, I'm sure some other ones here I'm missing, um, Brian Rantmeyer of Allstate, BNC Auto Menders, Freedom Asphalt, uh, Mid Pen Bank, Rottaball Racing, and i got to give a special thanks to Bill of Rockfish Speedway in North Carolina for helping sponsor my trip to Nationals this past weekend. Uh, I'll be honest, without him, I wasn't. I would probably wouldn't have been able to make the trip. So I appreciate that very much, Bill. Thank you. All right, everyone. Chris Transu on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Thanks again for coming on, Chris. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Yes, Not a problem. Thanks for having Thanks. me, and I hope everyone has a great off season. You too. Happy Thanksgiving also, Chris, to you and your family. Thank you. Much appreciated. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, Kyle. Uh, tire issue, man. I tell you, it, it's and I and I'm sure it's going to play a little issue this in a few weeks, Kyle, down at the Derby. It always seems to. So I think we got our next caller calling in. All right, Kyle. All right, Rowdy, we got our next guest. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Jeffrey McZink. Welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. And, Jeffrey, last time you was on, you had just got back from MIS. What's been going on since you got done with Michigan? Oh, uh, we uh, tried our luck at Toledo, and uh looks like we rolled snake eyes. We ended up coming back with a tore-up race car. <laughs> How did it feel being at Toledo for the last race of the championship again? Which, you know, uh, Jeffrey, I think that's exactly where that race needs to be finished at the championship. I know weather kind of sometimes they say plays a big part in it, but you know it's it's the first place of Arca. Oh yeah, it is, and um, yeah, I like it finishing there. I mean, it's basically right in their backyard, and kind of gives you that uh, at home feeling when you you go there, and uh, you know, especially when you finish up a championship there. So yeah, it, it was a good idea, I think, finishing it up there. So uh, Jeffrey, you. Get- have you got two of the composite bodies? Is that what's? Yeah, yeah, we have two of the composite body cars right now. We have a couple more that we're looking to get uh, put on, so we can have more of a fleet. <laughs> so, uh, what are they? You got a short track and an intermediate or a dirt track? 
Uh, we have the short track car. Uh, we have the intermediate car that we have for MIS, and uh, we have uh, a couple uh, super speedway cars. So we're we're looking to get a get a body put on the one car so we can possibly go to Daytona or Talladega. So, uh, Jeffrey, you you like that composite body over the steel body? Do you seem to think it's easier to work with? Yeah, it is. Uh, like right now with the car being tore up the way it is on our short track car, we're not having to take the car down to North Carolina and have uh, someone massage on a body for us. And, you know, getting parts for it is um, a little bit easier, you know. So, it, it, it yeah, it, it's a little bit easier to uh, work with now. And now I don't, like I said, I, we can do stuff right here in-house in now. And uh, the the, the, there's not that much uh, manipulation in the bodies anymore where before you could change a fender and change the shape of it, make a car do different things. Now it's pretty much what it is what it is. And um, it's kind of hard to really tweak the bodies. You know, I, uh, I think the biggest misconception of, of all that was a lot of guys had a steel body cars and parts for, for the old system. And then when they, changed over here they had to re retool up but since yeah. that has happened Ch charlie was on the other day the car count's getting a little better now you know and there seems to be a little bit more cars around and and just like you Jeffrey, i'm sure you you've learned to work on these uh composite cars and where you can cut the cost yeah yeah um yeah like i said that would be the we had a lot of cars before that, um, you know, they tripped to the racetrack and, you know, the you could see where the, the guys that could afford to have a body done by a, a body guy and the guys that were trying to do it before by themselves. And you'd see these guys working on the cars in the pits trying to get the Bondo added to them or, you know, they're trying to hammer in a fender because they didn't fit the templates right. And now, like I said, these guys can now put these bodies on there and, uh, you know, you could change a fender pretty much right at the racetrack. And, It'll fit the templates, and you're ready to go racing again. Well, we've seen that play out where somebody get run over in uh, practice and, and go in and replace some parts and, and be back in business before the race started. But, uh, Jeffrey, what's your plans for next year? What you got on your, on, on the agenda for to-do? Well, we're definitely going to do Michigan again, and we're going to try to do uh, our Toledo race again. Um, but we'd like to add, if we can get this, the short track car back together in time, we'd like to maybe go to Berlin. Um, uh, there's a few other little tracks, um, that short track races that we were kind of hoping for. We are hoping to get Flat Rock on the schedule. Um, I don't know if they came out with the East, uh, East Series yet uh, schedule, but we're kind of still keeping our fingers crossed for that possibility being out of schedule but um we're also uh thinking about getting that one car together for uh daytona if we can get together in time so i mean you, you'd race an east or the main series yeah i, I think the east series would be great at flat rock yeah i it, like and that is that's a cool little racetrack too and i remember going there as a kid watching the arca cars run there and uh you know they put on a really good show Hi, Jeffrey. You got Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is uh, just uh, please talk a little bit about how your season went this year. You ran the two races. 
Um, did you do any other kind of racing? And um, if you did, how did it go? Um, no, I didn't really do any other racing besides the two races we ran in the ARCA series. Uh, the Michigan race, uh, we had high hopes for that track or for that race. And I can't say it was a disappointment. I mean, we've had uh, worse runs than that where we've had it where we had engines break on us and didn't really get to race at all. So, I mean, we got to run the, the whole race, and um, the car just didn't handle as good as we wanted it to. Um, and at the very end, uh, the, 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 I guess it was the one positive part where I got to race with a, a good friend of mine that I haven't had a chance to run door-to-door with, you know, and it's uh, D.L. Wilson. Um, we had a good race together at the end of that race, and the car, uh, uh, we had a tire going flat on us um, from a caution before I hit a piece of brake rotor. And I was wondering if the tire was going flat. wasn't sure, but the car get, kept getting tighter and tighter going in the corners, and the we came across start finish line side by side and he edged me out by about a foot or so. But, um, and that was a lot of fun, but, um, we ended up finishing, I believe 14th in that race. And then, uh, Toledo was another track. We thought we were going to have uh, a good run at, and, um, we just didn't have a good handle on it. Uh, I don't know. We had a setup on the, that we ran before on there. Just, I think with just the new body, um, they changed the weight around a little bit from uh, the left side to the right side a little bit to make it more equal to the guys that are running the newer generation chassis. And um, it just threw our setup off uh, too much, and the car just was too tight to really make it handle, or too tight to really corner at all. And um, eventually something, I don't know what happened, but something broke in the car going in turn three and got us in trouble and we ended up getting into the wall and tore the car up a little bit, but... Um, other than that, though, I mean, uh, we were out there. That's what our biggest thing, our goals were. We just get out on the get on the racetrack, you know, try to represent our sponsors as best we can, and uh, just have a good time. You talked a little bit earlier about going to Daytona. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, being able to run in the draft and you know be up, you know, be on the same weekends as Daytona 500. Yeah, that's um, I think that's pretty neat. Now, before we was always like the a week beforehand, and now we're right in that same weekend. And, um, I mean, it's an intimidating racetrack. I got to do a test down there uh, a few years back, and uh, it was like driving a roller coaster is about the best way I can explain it because when you're driving, you're, you know, I hop in the car, and they're basically telling me, okay, you're going to get in this car and go through the gears and keep it on the floor. And I've always been, you know, trained since I started was you back off going in the corner. And now I got someone telling me, do not let off. Just hold it wide open and just go in the corner. And I'm, you're, you know, you're hauling the mail down the back stretch and you're just gaining speed and everything. And this thing's just humming away. And looking at the corner coming up at you, it looks like a, uh, it looks like a flat wall. You, you don't, you just, it's just amazing how intimidating that looks. And then when you go in the corner, it just grips, and the G-forces are pulling you down in the seat, and you're just holding on, and the car is just, just – just, the amount of grip is just amazing. And uh, it's like I said, it's like driving a roller coaster. My, I lost my stomach. It, it's like my stomach went down, right down, and it was like mm. – <laughs> and uh, you're just holding on for dear life, and then about two laps into it, it's like my body relaxed, and I didn't lose my stomach going in the corners anymore, and I could – you know, just enjoy the ride. 
And it was like I said, it's just, if you like roller coasters, that's the track to go to. But um, I that that was a lot of fun doing that. Just that just going around it by myself. Now I can't imagine now going around it drafting somebody inches apart. That's the part that uh, it's going to be a, a a whole new thing. <laughs> So you've raced in Michigan before. Um, I mean, is that like a roller coaster? I mean, what, what does it compare to Daytona? I mean, are they are they completely different? I mean, I know I know there's oh, yeah. been drivers that really haven't been lifting at Michigan, you know, since the repave. Yeah, it's a totally different feel for the car. We're like you said, Daytona. You feel the G forces like like when you take off in an airplane, and when the when the plane lifts off, and you feel all your weight go straight into your butt. It's kind of like that. You, you it, it pulls you straight down the seat where. Michigan, it's it's a little bit it's flatter, and the G forces are more or less on your side. So you turn the wheel and you feel like your ribs are getting pressure on the right side and everything, and your your helmet's going up against the seat rest and everything. Um, so it's it's a totally different feel. But when you're going down the backstretch, it's the same thing though. You're you're flying down the backstretch, and the way they paint the lines and stuff on the on the backstretch, they have them, they're so long and spread out that it kind of has that going down the express a uh, kind of illusion to you. It doesn't seem like you're going that fast. Then you just the glance over to the right side, and you see that fence going flying by, and the wall little lettering and stuff on the wall, and you'll see just you'll pick little things in, and it just you know it comes whip, whipping by you, and then when you go in the corner. Uh, you just gotta, you kind of, you know. I was lifting, but uh, yeah, you're right though. There are people that are not lifting, and um, it's it's just totally different feel for. But the speed there, the sensation is seems like you feel that uh, a little bit less, I would say, because you're backing off a little bit. But like I said, I haven't I haven't had been able to hold it wide open yet around there yet. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Hopefully next year we can do that. My last question for you is. Uh... You've raced on short tracks. You've raced on super speedways. Do you have a preference at all, or you're just like going to any single racetrack that that comes your way? Um, I mean, I I started on short tracks. I like the short tracks. Um, but the 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 larger tracks, the super speedways, it's growing on me, and uh, I'm really liking the feel when I go to MIS and you have so much more room, um, a little more give and take. Uh, you get to the short track, you you know, you're going to take a lot, little bit more of a beating. You know, you're going to get bumped. You're going to get pushed out of the way. You're going to, uh, you know, and it's kind of nature of the beast. But it's one of the things where it's um, it's okay if you're the guy who's fast. You get a little frustrated because you get slow ones. But when you're the slow guy and you're getting in the way and you're just trying to stay out of someone's way and someone's beating on you, it's very, very frustrating and not so much of a good time. Um so like I said, just uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm starting to like the the super speedways a little bit more now that I'm getting a little older in age. I think. <laughs> but you know, uh, Jeffrey, with you just racing two races a year, Arca's kind of the perfect fit for that. Because when you come back, everybody's so grateful to see you. When you come back, it's like being back with your family again, and everybody's willing to help you. Yeah. Still the green yeah. flag, but boy, well, they 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 want their stuff back on the checker, but they were willing to give you anything to race with you. Oh yeah, yeah. We had plenty of uh, people offering to help us, and a lot of the veteran teams like the Venturinis and Andy Hillenberg's team, and even Brad Smith. He's kind of one of our buddies, and we, you know, anytime we need help, you know, they're everyone's willing to help out anytime, any way they can. Um, 
but like I said, you get on the racetrack, everyone puts those helmets on. It's kind of like, all right, that went out the window. Now it's <laughs> <laughs> so the respect thing is it's there, but it's like, yeah, well, they'll move you if they if they need to if they need to and everything. But um, when you go out to MIS, you know, you you're, it's a lot more room there, and you know, you're not getting someone bumping into you and you know pushing you around because they know the, the dangers of going that fast and you know no one wants to tear their cars up or anything because like you know these things are not cheap to you know to fix so um it's it's like i said it's a, it's a lot of fun going there uh jeff let's talk about the guys that help you get to the track when you when you're there and you know, give them some um, thanks uh well like i said we're since we're like we're a family-owned team and uh, so a lot of our uh, our help is volunteer, friends of the family, family members, um, and like I said, then, then sometimes we get some help from some other uh, uh, ARCA teams, as far as uh, or even some of the NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck or Craftsman Truck teams. Now um, we have some friends in there that will give us a little, a little bit of help now and then to help us get on, you know, get on the right track. So like I said, and like I said, and as far as uh, getting to the track, uh, I'm the driver, and I'm also the the truck driver that hauls the car back and forth. So, <laughs> so I have a double job. Thanksgiving dinner is pretty much involved in what your plans are going to be next year. Conversations. What's that now? I said when you're sitting around on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, sitting at the table, racing for next year, conversation comes up. Jeffrey, what's going on for next year? Since it's, a, it's yeah, kind uh, of a family deal. Yeah, exactly. It's always, work, work, what are we going to try to do to get that car faster, handle better? Uh, you know, I also have a, a late model that I've been working on. I might want to see if I can get that done so I can maybe run that, you know, a little bit next year, possibly. Um, I'm about... about 80 to 90 percent of the way done with that car just it seems like every time i start getting a little more getting that done it's like all right we gotta get this other car ready get you know it, it never stops where, where would you be racing your light model at uh flat rock and uh i'd like to run toledo like at a glass city 200 weekend uh next yeah. year uh jeffrey you want to talk about your sponsors yeah, uh, I'd like to thank them for, first off, um, Sincon uh, Performance Flooring, uh, they've been great. I can't, uh, can't plan, complain on that at all. They, uh, they're very understanding anytime we've ever had a, a bad race, and, um, but, uh, they've been great jumping on board and, uh, helping us out on, on the builds of this thing, and, uh, Parkway Services, They've been with us, like I said, since day one. They were my, one of my first sponsors when I started racing at Flat Rock, my very first race. So uh, I've had some very, I'm surrounded by some very great sponsors that have been, uh, you know, we've been blessed to, for them to jump on board and ride with us on this journey. Jeffrey, tell, uh, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and keep up with you. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I believe it's the Magnet Racing uh, uh, Facebook page. They can find us on there. And um, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> well, Jeffrey, I hope y'all have a great holiday. 
Thanksgiving coming up. We appreciate you being part of the Rowdy Maglot show tonight. Oh, well, you too. You guys too. Um, you know, happy holidays to all the race fans and have a, everyone have a safe holiday season. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me on again. Yes, sir. Jeffrey. All right, guys. Uh, Kyle, we was talking earlier about the crazy silly season there, and uh, I don't know if, you, if you, we had talked earlier in the green room, or, but uh, Cole Cluster moving back into Xfinity for next year. Rowdy, the double zero's back. Um, that's what I'm thinking, at least. Um, yep. Yeah, that, w- that was kind of some shocking news. It did, I mean, I know it was kind of rumored uh, Ryan Priest could be in the 41 car next year, but um, Priest has done a really good job um, in, in the truck um, for, for DGR last year, um, or this year under the Ford banner. And I, I think, you know, it's, you know, I think Ryan Priest is probably ready. Um, Cole Custer, I know, uh, won Kentucky a couple years ago. Um, in the cup race, last cup race held there. Um, and, uh, yeah, back in Xfinity. Maybe that will help him, Rowdy, um, kind of get him. His maybe, you know, I think winning is going to help um, when he w- goes out and wins races. I think that's going to help his confidence. And um, hopefully get back to the cup series, um, you know. Uh, we don't know what Kevin Harvick's going to be doing here in the next few years. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, Eric Almirola coming back. So there's a lot of questions around Stuart Haas racing right now. So, at least in the next few years. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have Chase Briscoe, who had a really good year. I mean, Stuart Haas has been doing good. Riley Herbst coming back to the 98 car next year. So a lot of news and notes going on, Rowdy. Uh, also some, some crew chief swaps, junior motorsports that happened as well. So uh, they're kind of rearranging uh, crew chiefs around there, and they're going to, you know, see what happens, I guess. You know, Brandon Jones is going to be in the 9 car now. Yes, sir. And, you know, I think talked about I don't know if we talked about it Monday morning, but Ty Gibbs has taken over the 54, not the 18. Kind of shocker that they're retiring the 18 for a while. I was surprised by that, Rowdy. I, I didn't see that really coming. I thought they would, you know, put Ty Gibbs in the number 18, but uh, they changed it to 54, so... Um, I think the 18 will be back. I just don't know when yet. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you know, depending on who comes up, you know, depending on – well, it depends on what happens with Martin Truex Jr. too, I think, you know, if there is a seat that does open up at Joe Gibbs Racing. Could definitely bring the 18 back. So, uh, yeah, that 18 has had a lot of history, you know, and, and even in the Xfinity Series, you know, the late Coy Gibbs uh, running that car in 2003 and at the time the NASCAR Bush Series, um, you know, he did really good. And, uh, you know – um, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing with the 18, uh, the history with that number, uh, Mike McLaughlin, uh, Eric Almirola, Bobby Labonte. I mean, you know, there's just so many drivers, Dale Jarrett, you know, getting the, the win, the Daytona 500 in 1993. So a lot of history with the 18. Um, kind of kind of disappointing to see it go away. But, um, you know, we'll see how Ty Gibbs does in his first cup season. I know we were all, you know, expecting the news at some point. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how he does, and you know, uh, been running okay in the Cup Series. You know, he's been qualifying pretty good, so we'll we'll see how he does in his first Cup, first full Cup season next year. Uh you know, and look at the, we still don't know what's going to happen with the 48 number yet, but I tell you what, 
I, I I think GMS and Petty's going to be a force to reckon with with Jimmy Johnson over there seven times. It's good to have him back on the NASCAR side of things. Um, don't know yet. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't know about the number yet. Um, not sure. I, I don't know if, it, you know, and that's a Hendrick number, uh, 48. So uh, depending on what happens there. Um, I know I know. also another rumor number was 44. So um, last, I think, I think Brian Scott was the last one to drive that car. So when it was the 44. So, um, yeah, uh, 44 can come back. Uh, might see 48. I don't know, Rowdy. Uh, still got a lot, a lot of things going on yeah. here, and you know, still got a lot of pieces to, uh, to 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 uncover here shortly. Exactly, Kyle. Exactly. So, uh, Kyle, you got anything to close us out here with? Well, Rowdy, uh, Chris mentioned earlier Brent Marks. Uh, he did win the final showdown at BAPS in the 410 sprints. Uh, last Saturday at BAPS Motor Speedway in York Haven, PA. Uh, Danny Dietrich finished second. Uh, Devin Borden led some of that race, uh, the Daredevil, as they call him. Uh, Alex Bowman was there. Um, that, that really surprised me. Uh, started 12th in the feature, finished 10th in his, in his own uh, number 55 car. So um, good to see Alex Bowman uh, back. Uh, you know, uh, came back at Phoenix. I was kind of surprised to see him running BAPS, but... Uh, you know, he's on the PA New Jersey swing this year, running Bridgeport and Lincoln and Bloomsburg. So, you know, he's been around. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um hoping, uh, you know, the weather kind of cooperates here. You know, it's been very cold lately. But um, good, two good guests tonight, um, both full of information and uh, another good show. Uh, well, they were on earlier in the season, and we got to have them on here at the end. And both of them. Come out to the good, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Uh, guys, you know, all we can do is try to get to all this stuff and, and, and share it with you. And hopefully we're doing that. But, Kyle, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate Chris coming on and, and uh, Jeffrey. Hey, until Monday morning. And we're going to shove our way on to the Snowball Derby with that. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks, Rowdy. And that light is shining. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.